Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. The following program was recorded live at the North American Commercial Vehicle Show in Atlanta. This is Transport Topics Roadshow, the program that takes you to far out places to meet the most interesting people in freight. We're here in Atlanta at the 2019 North American Commercial Vehicle Show, and I'm pleased to welcome Mike Roth. He's Executive Director of the North American Council for Freight Efficiency. Thanks for joining us, Mike. Yeah, hello, Seth. It's uh, my pleasure. So this has been a very busy event for you, as it has been for uh, many of us here. But uh, NACFI, of course, just announced the results of the Run on Less Regional Hall program. Uh, you, know, you had 10 fleets participating in this 18-day run to really show what kind of efficiency you can achieve with the latest technologies that are on the market today. But you, know, you, you can obviously explain this a lot better than me, Mike. So maybe for those of us who are not as fully familiar with the program, just explain us, give us an overview, and, and take us through the process. Sure, I'd be happy to. So it's been kind of three weeks of busyness for us. We, uh, uh, this past summer, we announced and, and, and selected 10 fleets that would participate in Run On Less Regional. And uh, we were looking for fleets that have um, you know, a good strategy around freight efficiency, that they work to train their drivers, they adopt a bunch of technologies, they're also very critical of technologies to make sure they not only save fuel, but have a payback. Right. Uh, and so we, we selected 10, and they happen to be larger fleets than we thought. The, the 10 fleets actually operate 66,000 trucks. So we had four sort of mega fleets in, um, you know, J.B. Hunt, Schneider, UPS, and Pepsi, and then the other six were um, various degrees of, of smaller companies. Um, they all brought one truck and one driver uh, to run on less for those um, 18 days. Uh, those trucks all had current technologies on them, so none of this is like, you know, engineering or prototype or anything of that nature. One CNG truck, nine diesels. And um, we asked that uh, or looked for routes where they stayed within 300 miles of base. And, you know, NACFI's been doing a lot of research in, in uh, goods movement and so forth. And we see that middle mile, some call it, of, uh, you know, regional hub and spoke sort of uh, uh, goods movement really growing with e-commerce sure. and with other technologies. So uh, run on less regional focused. Uh, we had a great time over the last three weeks, and that culminated here with uh, us announcing the results yesterday. Yeah, and speaking of that, let's go through some of the top line results. Uh, of course, uh, the, the average fuel economy was 8.3 miles per gallon, which is really good for uh, regional operations. That compares with a national average of about 6 miles per gallon. Yeah, so we looked at the, uh, we believe, of the about 1.7 million heavy tractors on the roads today. And these are tractors hauling dry vans, reefers. You know, we really don't look at logging or bulk. Uh, and and uh, we see of regional haul about 800,000 trucks in that segment. So for that segment, yeah, we thought 8.3 was really good. And let me put a little context on that. That one CNG tractor, um, we, uh, it, it was in the mid sixes for fuel economy, okay. which is really good, if not outstanding for a natural gas truck. That was a UPS truck, a lot of aerodynamics on it, a unique, but now unique and now commercially available gap closure device. And so, uh, but if you take the nine diesels uh, over the three weeks of running, 
they averaged 8.7 mile per gallon. So, um, you know, collectively 8.3, natural gas is a part of this regional market, so we wanted to include it, uh, but the diesels were around 8.7. Sure, and of course these trucks were utilizing all the latest and greatest uh, technologies and features that are available in the market to boost fuel economy by every you know, last percentage point yeah, uh, but that they, you can. But. They, they did, but these are the technologies that the fleets are buying in their normal specs. So, um, you know, it, 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 that's where this whole conversation and point of uh, technologies that pay back that the fleets believe in. Uh, you know, some of them, you know, they, fleets always find some things that maybe get them an extra tenth of a mile per gallon or two tenths. But if it costs them money to run, they don't buy them. Yeah. So these, uh, you know, these, and some say, is this a competition and you did you pick a winner? No, we didn't. This is a demonstration across. Um, but they know, they all know clearly that run on less is about um, not only great fuel economy and efficiency, but uh, profitable freight efficiency with right. what they're running. If it's not profitable, nobody's going to adopt it in the end. Uh, and really, it's uh, you know the, the amount of savings that are out there are, are pretty dramatic. You know, one of the, the facts that you uh, left us with was if all the regional trucks in North America were outfitted with uh, or achieved that level of efficiency, uh, this we're talking about nine billion in, in savings. Yeah, it adds up fast. I mean, there's a lot of trucks doing a lot of miles. So you take the uh, basically the way we got to the nine billion dollars in fuel savings um, is that. You take this 8.3 and the 6.0 times a typical um, uh, amount of miles traveled. These these trucks, you know, over the 18 days ran 58,000 miles, so that's about 435 miles a day. And then we use $3 diesel, and it adds up fast. Yeah, sure does. And you know, this is the the second iteration of Run on Less. You know, the original program focused on long haul, and in that case, uh, you guys uh, got to 10 miles per gallon, which we see now is is not a myth. It's not a uh, just the holy grail that we'll never uh, attain. It's, it's here now if you can uh, operate the right way. Uh, but how did this, what was the biggest difference when you, you turned to, to regional haul? You know, what, yeah. how do you really separate that from the long it's haul? It's a great question. And, and uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna dig into the data a lot more going forward. We had 135 driving days. And so, you know, we're now looking at all the data. We put data loggers on these as well as the Geotab telematics. So we've got a, just a ton of big data on this run and we'll look at that. But um, the easiest way is to look at um, miles traveled at certain speeds. So we have a pie chart for every one of those 135 days. We have a graphic that shows how they ran. So in that graphic, you'll see on these different trucks, you know, maybe a truck that goes and hits the freeway, drives 65 mile an hour or 63 mile an hour for hours on end and then comes off and sleeps in the truck. All of the seven trucks were pretty much like that in the 2017 run on less. So they're able to you know, fine tune their designs knowing that they're gonna be basically a highway tractor. What we have here in regional is a lot different. So we had some grocery chains that would leave base, go out, drop at one store, drop at another store, drop at a third store. The Meyer truck had days where she went and actually went to a dairy, picked up a bunch of you know, ice cream and milk mm -hmm. and took that back to the distribution center. So their loads varied, they had a lot more drops, a lot more differences in speed. And all that takes and, and burns gallons right. that um, you really don't see. So that's our big difference between uh, regional and, uh, and long haul. Sure, and you're looking at, these are generally 300 miles or less, like you said, and uh, a lot of like return to home operations to give a better sense of 
what what, what these are really yeah, out so we like told, in practice. Yeah, one thing I would say there, Seth, is we, we told um, 18 what we call stories from the road. So you know, literally every day, and we're, pro we're probably going to add some even though we're done because we, we learned right. so much. But one was one we caught, one we call day calves versus sleepers because you know sort of this this thinking is that if you're only 300 miles from base, then you know they're all day calves. But the reality is is that um, fleets will um, have an overnight for occasionally, so you right. know, the route may have to go farther than an hour's of service to get the driver home. And, um, and some fleets, you know, buy day cabs and put the drivers in hotels. Right. Others buy sleepers because, you know, more than not, they're gonna be out, but they may put those sleepers in a day cab route. So we learned a lot of really yeah. intriguing, interesting things. I'd encourage anybody kind of new to trucking or think they wanna, or maybe they're not new to trucking, but wanna really see regional, you know, watch some of those stories that sure. are on the video part of runonless.com. And, and uh, we learned a lot and we shared what we think the industry can learn from too. Yeah, and despite all the, the stops and, you know, sometimes being caught up in traffic, you still found that aerodynamics are valuable. I mean, in, in a regional application, you know, some, so many times we tend to think of that for long haul over the road, but uh, you definitely saw a real benefit from aerodynamics in regional. Yeah, we do. So um, one of those stories is myth busting that very thing. Uh, now, let me be clear, though, that, you know, at lower speeds, the aerodynamics still work. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what we were saying, because too many times we hear, well, under 55 mile an hour, they don't do anything. Well, that's incorrect. They do something. But they, uh, in fact, may um, uh, have a longer payback. It may not be quite. Right. But what we found in regional is most regional most fleets that operate in regional, they keep their trucks a lot longer. So they have longer for the payback period. And another thing that, that we found through some interesting discussions around this is that at lower speeds, side winds become a bigger deal uh, and hurt fuel economy more than, than you would think or more than what um, they would think. So um, aerodynamics at lower speeds with side winds um, benefit a lot. Yeah. So it's just interesting nuances that you got to put into the whole equation. And we reported actually truck speed at different mile per hour increments. And we're interested to see how the industry looks at that data on these trucks. Sure. Well, I know you've just begun the process of parsing all the data and, and dissecting it and finding all the insights you can out of it. But what were some other top findings that have come about thus far from this project? Yeah, so the things that matter around MPG is, um, you know, payload is one. So these trucks had uh, an average payload of around 22,200 and some pounds, um, but it varied a lot, like I mentioned a little bit ago. We had one uh, beverage hauler, uh, Pepsi, that was over, approaches 45,000 pounds of payload on average, which means they were not only going out full, but they were getting backhauls to come back full as well. And so that was something. And then we had the lightest that averaged uh, around 13,000 pounds. So a lot of variation in the in the payload, but that payload's really important, which, you know, added up to something like 93 ton miles per gallon as an average um, freight efficiency. Uh, and, and and that's, that's uh, you know, that's um, uh, seems a little bit low for this group. But on the other hand, uh, with the challenges of getting home to base and so forth, uh, many times they uh, um, have to come back empty or lighter loaded. And when you when you run empty, every mile you run empty has a mile per gallon, but every mile you run empty has a zero ton yeah. mile per gallon. So right. those kill you pretty quick, quick in that uh, in that piece. Um, and then we talked about miles per hour. And one thing, you know, sometimes when the trucks on the freeway running miles, uh, they will run faster in regional 
again, because they have to get out, they have to get back. I mean, what they cannot afford is a trucker in a day cab running out of hours of service. Um, and of course, with ELDs, you know, you're basically done. So they they uh, they will speed up a little bit more than maybe the over road folks do, where if an over the road long haul driver can stop at a different truck stop and make it up another right. time, um, here they really can't do that. So we saw even though they they run more urban, lower speeds, when they're highway, they tended to run a little faster. And that's what we're gonna dig into and really understand better. All right, look forward to hearing more about that. And uh, you know, here at uh, NACV, there's a lot of emerging technologies on display. Uh, and that's, a, I think, a very interesting topic for, for NACFI uh, moving forward as, as well. Uh, you know, there's been a lot of investment by the OEMs and, and battery electric trucks, you know, still very early days there, but uh, we see the investment across a, a broad swath of companies, uh, you know, including the, the top suppliers. You know, and at this show, we see some uh, hydrogen fuel cell technology as well. Yeah. Uh, so, Mike, you know, how much potential do you see for battery electric and fuel cell in commercial trucking? Well, first of all, it's here. Uh, yeah. Now, whether it'll be a niche market or much bigger is, is the question. So, we actually, in the planning for Run On Less Regional, uh, we thought it was almost hypocritical to not look into the future. So the run, and it's um, you know as it's defined, is the uh, commercially available technologies, as we said. But the future is coming fast, and especially in regional. So um, you know, regional hall offers uh, you know uh, what we learned from ten drivers, and we haven't talked about the drivers yet. Amazing drivers. We had. 42-year um, career driver and somebody who's been in trucking a year after having a, a career change from a, you know, a different profession. And so what we're seeing is uh, some, some, some really amazing drivers. But I believe here in their stories that regional hall and a growth in regional has benefits for trucking and being able to attract and retain drivers. They like mm -hmm. being home. They like being right. closer to home. Um, so, so, so that's key. But on new technology, I mean, we also did technology days this time because we knew in the run people would ask, well, what about electric? What about this? What about that? And it's coming. So we spent a day on hydrogen fuel cells um, in a webinar. We spent a day on connectivity. You know, think about connectivity. Where's the truck? Where's the trailer? Where's the freight? All that data and all that connectivity can help regional be more efficient. And then finally on electric trucks. So those, uh, those hour-long recordings from incredibly expert panels um, those are available on our events page of runonless.com. So if you want to look into any of those topics, I mean, it's really, really interesting. And so NACFI is going to keep working on guiding future change around electric and so forth. Uh, maybe in particular, I'm not sure I, you know, I'm announcing anything here, Seth, but um, we're so intrigued by the electric truck opportunity in day cabs that we will probably do some work in the regional day cab electric truck uh, going into 2020 and 2021 um, uh, more than maybe we thought given the run on less results. Okay, uh, well, it kind of leads naturally into my next question. I was wondering what would be next for NACFI. I know you just got done with this project and all this uh, work has come to fruition, but uh, what can we expect uh, in the future? I mean, <laughs> do you think that will be the next project, uh, you know, battery electric? Uh, so, yeah, so or... we'll, uh, we'll give my team a little rest here. I mean, it's been <laughs> a busy couple of months, but uh, we, we did one in 17, we did one in 19. That felt right every yeah. two years for an organization like ours. So we will start thinking about what 2021 uh, could be. A couple thoughts that we've thought about. One would be um, to look at last mile delivery. I mean, mm -hmm. maybe even things like us doing a run on less last mile where we looked at even things like drones or yeah. uh, or package delivery in different ways um, another idea that's come up actually in the last couple of days is uh, by 2021 electric trucks will be much more available than they are today 
um, and maybe hybrids and some other things, uh, fuel cells as well. So maybe there's a way we could pull off a, I say pull off or, or do sort of some sort of run on less demonstration of different complete vehicle technologies. I mean, we had a CNG with the diesels here. Maybe there's something there. Um, yeah. we'll, we'll go where the where the opportunity looks like, but definitely with run on less, it's being very transparent, very visible with the data, getting it out there, doing it um, you know online and it's sort of a big event kind of standpoint. And we're pretty proud of what it is and hope everybody else finds value in it. Sure. And you mentioned the drivers, you know, of course, uh, driver performance we always hear is is one of the biggest factors in, in fuel economy, but um, I also want to just ask you on a, maybe a more personal note, what it's like to you know, partner with some of the companies you partner with, some of the drivers you work with. You know, it's a, a really good representation of uh, fleets that are uh, really interested in kind of pushing the envelope and, and doing things as well as, as, they, as, as you possibly can in trucking. Uh, what's it like to, to work with some of the, the... Yeah, you know, the more I do this, I mean, I'm probably 35, in your, 35 years in trucking now, and I think one of the great assets of the trucking industry is its modesty. I mean, we, we go out, we uh, buy trucks, we buy uh, uh, hire drivers, and we go haul freight. And, um, and we do that because it's important work. You know, uh, people talk about drivers being the backbone of the, of the, of the economy and so forth. Um, but sometimes that modesty kind of gets in our way when we've got these big challenges, right? When we want to be a little bolder and a little this. And, and clearly with Run On Less in 2017 and now Run On Less Regional here, you know, we've met uh, 17 fleets, 17 drivers that are, that are really uh, getting it done, excited about what they do. Uh, watch the 10 Meet the Fleet videos. You will come away with uh, a different opinion of the truck drivers and of the fleets, I'm convinced. So take a little time at that. Um, some of it's the new drivers. You know, they're, they're incredibly technology savvy. I mean, in one of our videos, um, the driver talks about how he uses the technology to coach his driving. Hmm. And, um, you know, that's Travis at Ploger, and he, uh, he, he, gets a, he gets a driver bonus so, for fuel economy. Right. So if he saves fuel, it's money in his pocket. And, um, and you know, we had, some, uh, we had our, uh, the first woman driver in Run On Less. We had um, these, these professionals that, that shifted careers. And um, they talk about truck driving. And we heard, and as we, we were with them the last two days, you know, uh, my team and I, and, and we, uh, we uh, you know, the traditional paradigms around truck drivers, you know, as, as you might expect, um, you know, kind of is different in my mind as well. So I'm very excited about the future and, and the boldness of these fleets and drivers. Sure, and then uh, just to you know, start to wind down here, you know, I should mention that NACFI is now marking its 10-year anniversary, so it's been 10 years. Uh, I'd just like you to, to use this as a moment to reflect on how much the industry has changed over that decade. You know, uh, just compare where, like, when you started, what was this industry like and how much has it changed at this point? Yeah, that's a great question. So if you go back 10 years in 09, NACFI started um, literally you know, in, a, in, a, in a meeting November 2nd of 2009. At that time, fuel prices were, were really starting to take off, but at that point still people, well, we were past the, oh my God, what do we do with this fuel prices? And it will probably go down like it has every other time. Uh, there was a worry of, of what we were gonna do. So, um, so we launched, but I remember, Seth, the first mission of, of the organization, the mission of the organization remains to double freight efficiency. And so when we started talking about that back 10 years ago, that we could take the industry from like five and a half to 11 mile per gallon, I mean, 
I, I could see people's looking their face in the audience saying, you got to be kidding me. You know, we're all, first of all, that guy's saying that we're not efficient now and we can be twice as efficient was almost like an insult. Well, here we are, you know, we averaged 10.1 and a lot, you know, and so we had, we had trucks that were significantly or, or often over 11 in the first run. We, we, you know, here at the show, people talk about 10, 11, 12 mile per gallon is, you know, something that's happening, um, even at, you know, fairly high loads and, and conditions. And so that's changed, right? Yeah. Because the industry's come a long way with these fuel economy features. And then the second big change I would say is just technology. So, you know, I mean, technology's changed in all of our lives. So, you know, it's kind of like, well, okay, why, why trucking? But technology, I mean, the trucking, you know, the, the, the trucking executives, fleet managers, and even drivers, they're now asking for it and wanting it. And, uh, you know, electric trucks don't scare people. They're like, okay, well, they're quieter, they're cleaner, they might be maintenance better. And they're, they're starting to get into all those benefits and excited about it rather than, oh my God, that thing won't work for me. And I got to haul freight and, you know, it's too risky to do anything. Um, so those two things, I think, um, you know, the, the fact that we can deliver this high efficiency and and the uh, the opportunity to take advantage of all this technology. Sure. And I just ask you to take a look 10 years back. Maybe we'll take a look 10 years forward. Uh, what's your best guess at uh, what this industry will look like yeah. 10 years from now? Well, we're spending a lot of time talking about, you know, trucks and fuel. And I, I'm pretty convinced that, that batteries, electric trucks will be a thing that they will grow. I think... Um, their opportunity in urban delivery uh, is uh, is clear. Um, we still have some stuff to go through to figure out, you know, the cost of the batteries, cost of the truck, the uh, cost and the execution of putting charging in place and so forth. But I think battery electric will have a definite market, bigger part of the maybe day cab regional market in ten years than some think right now. I think the long haul over the road. Um, is going to be challenging for an electric truck because of the battery weight and the battery length and charging and so forth. So that's why hydrogens come back into the discussions and maybe advanced diesels where we're able to burn some sort of fuels that are a lot less better on the environment than petroleum. Um, I think a couple of other things we might see, you know, everybody talks about autonomous and self-driving, but what about just dual shift operation of the trucks where either it's teams or it's slip seating um, or something like that where we're not having to drive a truck 10 hours, sleep in it for 11 hours, drive it again, you know, drive it again. And, and so I think more operational changes are coming in the connectivity and all that that are going. So I think trucks will drive more miles. I think they'll turn over faster. I think um, the uh, electric fuel cell, diesel, CNG, all that will kind of work its way by 10 years to something, but it'll be a mix of all those. Okay, and, well, thanks for and, gazing into the crystal ball yeah, for let's us, Let's talk Mike, again and, about uh, that, and we'll see where we're <laughs> that's right. Uh, well, I think we can all look back at, uh, you know, all the stories we write in Transport Topics and, you know, uh, the conversations we have on, uh, you know, Road Signs and Roadshow and, and see how they all pan out, but uh, I think this is a, a good a, a, uh, prediction as any, uh, and I you know, really do appreciate you taking a little bit of time out to, to chat with us. Uh, you know, and talking about uh, run on less is certainly, I think, a, a good. Uh, it shows the industry, you know, what's possible and, and what they can do today. Right. Uh, right. So if you're in Regional Hall and you think there's no way I can get to 8.3 or 8.7, uh, you're probably wrong. Yeah. And so uh, look at our stuff. Um, work with your manufacturers, and let's get that MPG and ton mile per gallon up. Great. Well, thanks again, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. A replay of the show will appear on the Transport Topics Road Science channel. Until next time, thanks for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.